1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to The Reel Down on Paddling Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Welcome back to another live on Monday night, folks. What's up? What's up? How you been, Dan? What you been up to? Not much, man. Just uh, I had a little tournament this weekend, and two of them didn't do so well. We can talk about that later. Did good, but <laughs> not quite good enough. So yeah. sometimes it goes that way, where you're just one fish away, and that's about the best you can do. Sometimes. How about you? Mm-hmm. How, how's that shoulder? Ah, uh, about the same, really. I had- yeah. Starts to get better and then it gets worse. I went ahead and told my boss today that I don't know if I'm gonna make it till winter. I may have to go ahead and take some time off. Wow. Yeah. Are they gonna have to do surgery or something? Probably. Dang man. That's, that's what they said like ten years ago. So I'm sure I'm. It probably didn't get any better. Yeah. So. Uh, if, if anybody has any questions, just uh oh, there's a man right there. Uh, if anybody has any questions tonight, anything they want to talk about, these three guys, just let us know. So we'll go ahead and get started. Tonight on the show, we have not number one, number two, but one, two, and three from the Hobie BOS on Kentucky Lake this weekend. Uh, we have Jody Queen, who got first. Bring him on here. There he is, a man himself. Mr. Queen. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. Let's bring everybody on here. Number two, we have Adam Riser. There we go. Howdy, howdy. What's up? What's up? And number three, we don't have, yeah, we don't have Cody yet, but he'll be on here in just a minute. Uh, you know, sometimes a little bit tough to get on these things. So uh, we'll go ahead and get started. So, Jody, you look tired, man. man. <laughs> I am absolutely wore out, man. I'm hooked. When you messaged me this morning, you said that you had an eight-hour drive and you hadn't slept in four days. And I was like, well, <laughs> stop talking to me. <laughs> like, yeah. Corey and I was adding it up in the, in the we stayed together in a, uh, Airbnb down there. And then three days we did 12 hours of driving, uh, like 18 or 27 hours of fishing and 15 hours of sleeping. So Jeez. yeah, it's just crazy. Grinding paid off though. It's like that every tournament though, man, you get there and you, and you, 
you go, go, go at their right at them. So, like, you, you kind of wish that you could have the, like, a whole nother day off. Like, you could get there enough to practice to have maybe practice Wednesday and Thursday and then maybe just go out for a little bit on Friday to check some things. But, uh, yeah. yeah, most of the times, yeah, those long turn long, uh, all the practice and tournament days that will wear you out. And there's Mr. Mr. Milton right there. Welcome, Hello, Cody. I don't have I don't have Jody's audio. Oh, you don't? Well, here, let me let me kick him out here. We hadn't seen you in a long time, Cody. We're glad to have you back. Heck yeah! <laughs> all right, Adam, can you hear Cody. me now? Can you hear me? I got Cody. Yeah, I got I, you now. I Thank you. There we go. Yeah. All right. So the uh, so yeah, man, we we just had Cody on a few weeks ago. Jody, last time we had you on was uh back whenever you won the TOC and what forty grand on Jackhammer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Adam, have I, I were you on here before me? I've never done this. This is probably the second, like I'll call it Skype for just like a broad term that I've ever done. My first one being a couple months ago for a work Skype. I literally have never done like video conference on a phone or computer before. That's that's how new this is to me. Well, Come welcome. On. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. It's taking over. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, sorry. It's it's all. I'm bad. impressed. I made it. <laughs> all right. So, what about you, Cody? What's up, man? You already rested back up and ready to hit it again. You know, I wasn't honestly that tired. I'm usually like super. And I like, I felt pretty good this morning. Like we worked out. He's rubbing it in, Jody. Four, Do what? No, dude, Jody said. Jody said he was tired, and you're like, ah, I'm fine. Let's go. It was, you know, usually I really am, but it was like I don't. I was. I stayed pretty close to where I was fishing. I didn't get up super super early all week, so it wasn't too bad. It was. It was a good week. We had to fix the bank account when he wakes up. So. We had a two-hour drive just to the check-in, so that yeah, did it, yeah. It was four hours of driving every day to the check-in. Yeah. literally, yes. Yeah, all we right. We had to get up three fifteen in the morning and get to get to our hole, fish all day, and then drive two hours up and two hours back. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus! All right. So first, we'll yeah, start with Jody. If somebody's living under a rock and they don't know who Mister Jody Queen is, uh, tell us who you are, brother. Hey man, I'm sorry. I, I only popped Oh, okay. Yeah. If can you give us just tell everybody who you are if they some for some reason don't know. Oh, uh, I'm Jody Queen. Uh, find me under Jody Queen Pro Angler on YouTube or on Facebook. Uh, and I fish. I mean, I fish every term that I can fish. I do this for a living, and uh, one of the few guys that do that. And uh, I won the TOC last year uh, for Hobie, and I just won the Hobie BOS here over the weekend. Heck yeah. And an artist, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm back at my house now. Uh, we have a gallery. Actually, we're getting ready to open up this weekend. I do uh, artist in my – that's my other job, my other life. <laughs> yeah, I, remember I have that, no time to sleep. Last time you had that, that big there. metal lady behind you. He's got some really yeah, cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The studio is where some construction down. Mm-hmm. Got you. All yeah, right. 
Adam, since we've never had had you on before, you'll have to give us a little bit longer introduction. Tell us about yourself, how you got into kayak fishing, the, the, the whole rundown, man. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me on to begin with. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, li I, live, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been here for, I don't know, maybe four or five years now. I grew up in Florence, Alabama. Um, got, got, you know, just your basic southern country boy intro to fishing, catfish ponds. Um, I'd, I'd sneak down to the Tennessee River Pickwick like my old man and bobber fish and catch, you know, every species that swims. And we had no idea what we were doing. I spent most of my 20s living in Southern California. And uh, I really got into surfing down there. And while I was uh, really into surfing, I had a back injury that uh, had me, I had to take it easy for a little bit, but I still wanted to be outside and be around water. And my roommate came home one day and uh, said he just caught a bass. And I was like, I didn't know you could bass fish out here and told me where there's a pond. And I started doing that a little bit. And next thing you know, I'm born a buddy's kayak and the, the obsession started started there. I don't know, around like 2011, 2012. And I think around uh, 2013, I moved back to Alabama for a couple of years before up to Nashville. And you just, you, you can't keep me off the water. I have an absolute un unhealthy obsession with catching bass out of a kayak. Heck yeah. yeah. Well, glad to have you on, man. Would, man. Cody, so, and, and one of you not on the water. What's that? Oh, go ahead. What, what, what do you do for a living whenever you're not fishing? Oh, uh, yeah. I've got an interesting little... Uh, Coolest little, job. Little job when I'm not doing this. <laughs> the, the, my, my buddies uh -oh. know what I do, so... Um, if anyone has been to downtown Nashville in the last, I don't know, six, seven years, uh, our, the main street down there is Broadway. That's where all the bars and the hockey talks are. Um, and it has now become the number one bachelorette party destination in the United <laughs> States. What I hear. Uh, and the tourism in general is absolutely booming. And if anyone's ever been down there, you'll see all kinds of ridiculous uh insane vehicles that cruise up and down the strip that you can drink on and party on and i drive one of those things it's kind of like a, a pedal party pub thing where all the passengers pedal yeah, i man. drive it and, and played uh really ignorant music while they get drunk and uh, <laughs> i do that uh every weekend that i'm not fishing a tournament <laughs> so that's it that's pretty Dude, good stuff i, I thought know. i had life yeah, yeah. Jeremy, I, I, I have I have plenty of stories. Trust me, I got plenty of stories that are, are probably not appropriate for for this program. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll do them another time on after hours. I, I've heard Russ Snyder sure. talking about that before on yeah. on another podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Russ Russ is about five minutes down the road from me here. Gotcha. Okay, man. I, there's got to be something in the water up there because y'all are uh, mm -hmm. both hammers, Cody. You just on a show a few weeks ago. If people don't know who you are, yeah, give, give them a little rundown here, man. It'll be I'm oh, Cody. I'll okay. see you all again in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. I hope. <laughs> um, I'm Cody Milton. I live in central Arkansas, close to Little Rock. Um, I, 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 I fish just I – don't, I don't say I fish full-time, but I'm I'm getting there. I'm, I'm hoping to soon. Um, I guide on the Little Red River some for Tailwater Fishing Company and a couple other small guide services on the river, and I – my parents own a uh, a couple stores downtown. We've got like an ice cream shop, a uh, like a Beyond Boundaries Outfitter. So, 
Um, we're actually, I think, we may be selling some new canoes again soon. Um, so it's starting to get back oh. to the kayaks again. That's just blowing up, man. The, the boat sales are crazy right now. Yeah. And nobody can get boats right now. Like We're wanting to hop back in that when it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's about it. Matt and try to travel and, you know, make as many turnips as I can. Heck, yeah. So is everybody going back here soon to go fish on Kentucky Lake? Are you all planning to go back? I am. I am. Yeah. Yep. Jody? I'm, I'm torn between two tournaments, man. I, there's one on the Susquehanna River that I – and I oh. love the Susquehanna. I know it pretty well, so I, I don't know. I haven't made up my mind whether I'm going to go back to Kentucky Lake or hit the Susquehanna. Definitely go to Susquehanna, Jody. That's what you should do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, I think everybody would, would vote that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's oh, talk man, about it. Dude. I'll bring you a biscuit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I owe you a few after this week, man. I really do. <laughs> well, let's talk about it since we're, we're already talking about y'all going back. Uh, let's start with kind of what me and Adam were talking about before because everybody hears that Kentucky Lake has – you know, going downhill. So just whoever wants to start, kind of talk about just the, the lake in general and how the conditions were. And if you, you're you seeing the lake kind of go downhill, bass fishing-wise and everything, I mean, just however I'll, you want to approach it. Yeah, I'll jump on that because, I mean, I, like my grandparents live on the lake and, you know, like most of all my family is from Kentucky Lake. But so it's right. the craziest thing because I've fished everywhere, like down south, way up north way north on Barkley, way south on Barkley, some stuff in between, but, like, not as much this year. But I was blown away. Like, last year, a lot of stuff down south, like, around Jayville was – I mean, it was unfishable. Like, it truly was unfishable. Like, if you – to throw, like, a crankbait or something. Um, this year – I mean, I said it uh, on stage. I think there was 70 to 80% cleaner. Like, down south, like, you would still mark pods and stuff of carp, but it wasn't, like – the whole entire bay like a herring would fly over the bay and the whole bay would erupt mm -hmm. like it was crazy um and i didn't see that anywhere um i saw a little more bait fish but up north i felt like the carp situation was about the same in barkley it was the like last year it actually still has a lot of bait fish kentucky is still not like there i don't think but barkley's like fishing pretty good i think um in the carp if you look at studies there's fewer carp on barkley but they're bigger um, and there's more carp in Kentucky, but they're smaller. So that's always been interesting to me, too, over the last few years. But, yeah, it's enormous the difference. Like 70% uh, cleaner in the lake, without a doubt, like across the board. Well, that's good. So it's still – you'd still say it's not as good as it was 10 years ago, but it's – Oh, no, there's just not a lot of fish in the lake. And yeah. Yeah, I don't the, think the, the bass are hurting. Yes. Like, and I kind of feel – I felt like some of the rumors of them poisoning the carp, I felt like those could be very true. Um, I mean, I just saw a lot of carp fly, like, come by me with, like, green eyes or, you know, algae on half their back. And I remember that last year. I thought they looked all sick. And then they were just all dead. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I think there might be some truth to that. Um, I don't know. Maybe they, caught, maybe they caught them in nets. I don't know. So, some but, people are thinking just kill them all and start over. And Oh, a, a lot of locals thought that that was, like, the only answer was to poison the lake. And I heard it was attempted in some bays. So, I don't know if there's any validity to that. I mean, obviously, the state never said that. But yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. What about you, Jody? How did you, you, you hammer it out on that lake? Have you seen a downfall or did you see it starting to turn around? 
Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Guys, I'm only getting just bits and pieces of my, my audio is really, really bad. I'm just, it's real scratchy and I'm only getting little pieces of the conversation. Here, let, let, let me try to put you out real quick. And if, uh, if that doesn't work, then you'll have to go all the way out and leave it and then follow the link and okay. go back in. Sometimes that'll work. Well, I'll, I'll, agree with, I'll agree with Cody. Uh, it's basically what he said is accurate. It's, it's by no means good, but uh, I've seen less cart for sure. You know, thinking back the last couple of years, I, I spent I spent more time on Kentucky Lake than any other uh, Tennessee River impoundment in, in by by a long shot, and uh, it's it has been a lot less. I haven't seen that crazy thing where the whole bay yeah. just explodes with flying fish uh, mm-hmm. in a long while now. Um, again, I wouldn't. You can't claim that it's good or. Uh, that it's in good shape, but you, you don't see just the insane number of carp that were, like you said, you can't cast. You can't even cast for the yeah. one. That's crazy. I hope it never never makes it like that down here on the lower end of the Tennessee. You, you better hope okay. not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from what they're saying, they, you know, they've seen a few in there already. So it's, oh, it's hard, there to, for sure. hard to imagine that. It, yeah. It's hard to imagine it won't eventually happen, you know. Is that any better, Jody? No, My just just go all, out, go all the way out I, I and then follow the follow the link back in. We'll talk about the uh, the tournament itself. I heard a lot of people talking about how tough the tournament was, and you know a lot of guys struggling to catch fish. I saw a bunch of a bunch of big names that didn't even fish the second day. So uh, either one of you want to start? Just talk about. You know, even start from like pre-fishing. I know you both probably went up there and did a little pre-fishing. Uh, what was it like? Go ahead, Cody. Um, so it was. I mean, I, I, I this. So this was. Uh, this was like my first tournament, never having a drive for like a Hobie, because I was like, I was like recently, you know, got with New Canoe a few months ago, and I did paddle the local tournament a few weeks ago and really liked it, and I haven't, you know, messed around with the pivot drive yet. So this was for me, like I kind of went up there knowing you know i wasn't going to do my normal kentucky lake thing I, I you know i wanted to fish really shallow um and i felt like i wanted to fish shallow on barkley but the, they dropped the lake a ton like right before we got there um so it was like went up to barkley spent some time in some of my favorite areas up there and it was like like too shallow like i was gonna find a flipping bite and it just took me about two days to find a flipping bite so um <laughs> And, and, and I really didn't find a flipping bite after that. Like, it was so hard to find good cover that was deep enough. Like, that's what I've found to be a pretty good challenge. Is that better? Yeah. I'm going to grab a phone charger real quick. Mine just burned it's out. Just in and out. <laughs> it's better. It's okay. better. Hmm. I'm, moving, I'm just, moving around my room. i got something to do with it. This 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 was my third weekend in a row fishing a tournament on Kentucky Lake. 
I had fished wow. uh, our, our local club had a, a combination tournament there with uh, our local clubs, KBFTN, like the national base club. And yeah. uh, we had a combo tournament with the Clarksville area club uh, two weeks ago there. And I blanked um, that it was really, really tough. It was terrible. Like I, I practiced pretty hard for, I don't know, two and a half days there um, and never came up with anything. And uh, last week I fished a tournament with the West Tennessee club and it, the fishing had improved. I, I finished second in that. You know what the coolest thing about that tournament was? Was who won it? You know who won? Josh Stewart's mom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How awesome is that? Patty Stewart. Shout out to Patty for showing yeah. what's up out there. Uh, That's awesome. So I knew it was improving. Um, at least the bite that I like to uh, exploit out there was definitely shaping up right. And I learned a lot just last week from that tournament that I that I. I did with those club guys there, and uh, it really kind of set the stage for how I wanted to approach this Hobie event, and uh, that's that's how I took it. And are are you in? I know you're a team bona fide. Were you paddling your bona fide? Yeah, um, I, I have a Torquedo, but I just got a brand new hull. I popped a hull a, a hull in my bona fide at the uh, Lake Seminole Hobie tournament earlier this year. A deadhead. I just got – if you've ever been to Seminole, it's oh, probably yeah. the most treacherous lake, lake I've been on uh, as far as, like, stumps and, and deadheads and stuff. And popped a hole in it there. And so uh, I basically didn't have a, a, the option to run the, the motor because I need a mount. I don't have a way to transfer my old mount, and I'm waiting on Trey Leach to finish uh, making the one that uh, will fit my new hole. The and, uh, so yeah, no, no motor, which, cause I had actually set aside a day to, uh, explore ledges and, and graph deep, but, uh, without that motor, um, to use during the, the Hobie event practice, it, it wasn't even worth it. So it kind of made it easier for me. I got to shave off a practice day and just go, I'm committing to shallow. And that's, that's what I did. And Cody, you're in a new canoe pursuit, right? I am. Yes, sir. And then, and you use the pivot drive this time you said? I didn't know. I, I still, I really, um, I really don't like drives in front of me. Like I, like even like my old Hobies, like the only things I always hated about them was like having something in front of you. Right. It just never made sense to me. Um, so it's like, I really enjoyed paddling. Like, like I said, I've paddled a tournament two weeks ago and I've covered probably four or five miles. Like, and it was fine. So I felt like I was going to be fine at Kentucky and coming up at lacrosse just because, they were all shallow water fisheries. And it's like those drives are almost not, they're not that helpful in really shallow water. They're really yeah. not. That's, um, I have the pivot drive on, on my frontier and I love it. It works great. But my style of fishing, like I just use it to like cross the lake and then yeah. I still paddle everywhere. So it, yeah. sometimes yeah. I'm like, well, why do I have this tower in front of me? Like yeah. I could have just as easily paddled over here, but. Well, I mean, it's, that pursuit's a good paddling boat. Yeah, right? exactly. That yeah. pursuit's fast. It's it's hard to find a better paddling boat than that. The um, is there? I I can't remember another big tournament like this that's been won or second and third on two people that have been paddling. That's kind of a. I mean, that's that's something that hadn't happened in a while, right? Especially with me. Yeah, Russ won the Lake Fork Hobie paddling and. I, I wanted to say, yeah. but I think the year before didn't was it Jody or I think the year before that the first non mirage drive win happened, but I can't remember who it was. 
Yeah. But I thought there was another one. I could be wrong. And Co- uh, Jody, you're in a... A Hobie Satellite Tournament paddling. Yeah. Gotcha. And you're in a PA-14 now? I can't. I can't. I'm just getting bits and pieces, man. Yeah. Mm. I, you can try it. Take off your camera and just do the audio. There you go. Maybe that'll be a little bit better. A little less signal going through there. But you're in a, a Hobie PA? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the 360. Nice. Yeah. yeah I finally I, got to I, hop I, in one of those for a few minutes. Yeah, I, I love it, man. It's like having a rock. I mean, you just the wind kicked up yesterday at one point there, and I mean, it was blowing, it was white capping out in the bay where I was at. And I was just uh, just using that 360 drive, man, and holding my spot, and it held right in there. And I got to fish the area I was wanting to fish without having to paddle or adjust, or it was pretty cool. I, I gotta ask you, with Z-Man making the announcement of the new jackhammer today, huh? What, what are you thinking about that? Uh, the new what is it? The stealth blade? I thought it yeah. was gonna be a bigger blade. I'm gonna have to try, so it, man. I'll, I'll try. It. Yeah, I'm sure they called Jody first. I thought it was gonna be like a football head, like Picasso. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Z Man needs to send me a. <laughs> I, I tried last time we were on the show. I, I guess I wasn't listening to me, man. <laughs> well, take us through day one, guys. Uh, how you found them? You can, without giving yeah. away your spots, of course, they briefly are, tell you know, us. The Jack I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Jerry or Cody, on, on your day one. Jody, you work as you're working. Tell you about my day one. Yeah, yeah. yeah tell us how day one went. Uh, uh, you know, I, during pre-fishing, man, we found these fish, and I mean, we were fortunate to get on the bite early on on the, on day one because at about ten thirty or eleven, I, my bite it just almost stopped. Uh, I think I only caught maybe a couple of fish after ten thirty or eleven that day, but we. Uh, I got on fish early, and and it, that was that was a big deal because the the bite was off all the next day. I mean, I think I had two fish all the way up until about twelve thirty yesterday, and I, I knew I had to make an adjustment. And I probably should have made the adjustment earlier, but uh, I made an adjustment, and it just it, it worked out. You know, I dropped down from where I was at, and I hit an open bay down there. Uh, around some shallow water and I found some some shad that were you know they looked like they were just starting to move up into this creek uh and the fish were just around them I guess just picking one off here and there and uh that's what gave me my limit yesterday and they were all decent fish so I, I got lucky there uh that my adjustment actually it, it paid off okay what was, the, what was the adjustment one jackhammer to another <laughs> 
No, I was I was throwing a Mac Fatty Z for uh, a day and a half, man. Uh, oh. Those Mac Fatty Zs, I, I use them uh, on a like a three sixteenths ounce tungsten weight usually, but I I left my tungsten in the <laughs> back of my room, and I was just using a regular he, lead sinker on. He's it not and, lying. Uh, I saw it. Just, right. You know, I had it pegged, and uh, I had it pegged, and man, I'm telling you, it was working. Whatever it was, you know that that lead sinker was just uh, it, too much for them. They couldn't. Pass. It up. Something they hadn't but, seen uh, in a while. No, it, it, yeah. I, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them. They they catch fish, dude. I'm telling you, I use them like a shaky head. I mean, I just throw a little light weight on them and uh, and uh, just jiggle them like a shaky head when the bite's tough and slow. So, and they were they were nailing it. And then all of a sudden, they just you know I lost my. It, they just quit hitting it. Hmm. And uh, I knew I had to do some adjustments, but I did go to a jackhammer the last probably two and a half hours or three hours of of, the, of uh, day two. I went to a jackhammer, and that's what I caught all my fish on uh, from from about noon on. Jackhammer saves a day again. Yeah, Cha-ching, another all right. one. <laughs> all right, Adam. Now, how about you, man? Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I had a pretty easy practice because going into this event, I was kind of already committed to what what I wanted to do, um, or at least some of the areas I knew I wanted to check out. Uh, it, it's just based off of history that I had there and even the rest, recent history of the tournament last week. Um, so I spent, I only fished Thursday and Friday, uh, just shaking off fish. Um, I, I accidentally caught one big one on Friday that I, that I didn't want to catch. Uh, uh, but it, maybe it kept someone else from catching if nothing else. But um, yeah. on uh, on Saturday, day one for me, uh, I, I started on one area that I was. It was just a big fish area. It wasn't a numbers area. Um, yeah, you know, I was throwing top water. I only got two 12-inch fish, and I couldn't stir up anything else. So I packed up and relaunched at a different area that was, uh, I guess, kind of like one of my my backup plan B areas, but I felt good enough where I could at least mess around and get a bite or two in there. Um, turned out to be a little better than I thought. Um, and it was still, a, it's, I, I'd barely been to that area. I, I'd only checked it out two weeks prior for the first time ever. Um, but it, it set up kind of like some other stuff I was familiar with and, uh, uh, was able to get a few bites in there. And that's, I ended up calling out those two 12 inch fish from the other spot in the morning on day one. And, uh, I was, pleasantly surprised with the I think it was 84 inches that I, that I put up that day and uh, I, I was I was fine with that because I knew how tough it was going to fish elsewhere um, I was I wasn't worried about the ledge guys or the offshore guys nearly as much as I would have been a year or two ago you know um, I did think that you know someone could stumble onto something but uh, I felt pretty confident about that I could at least get some good points out of this event um, but yeah, 84 on day one, I'll take it. Oh yeah. What about you, Cody? Um, it actually, uh, it really, like I had them all by like eight 30. It was, it was like went way better than I thought it was going to. Um, like I didn't, like I had about a 200 yard stretch, uh, that I was able to flip and like, so I was, I was kind of flipping like a weighted Cinco some, like a Texas rig Cinco with like a weight in it. Um, so I was doing a little bit of both, but uh, I caught them really quick. Like they they were pulling or dropping water, um, and it created a bunch of current, like on a channel, you know, on a channel swing. Um, and they were just like I caught them in an area I hadn't actually caught them all week. Uh, 
and I, it was so it kind of gave me the confidence like I didn't push on and I mean I guess now like I wish I would have went farther but I saved like my best my best brush pile and it was in like probably six foot of water and the second day I think I caught like seven fish off that brush pile and they were all 17s like threw back three 17 somethings like all right at 17. And I was like, well, I guess I should have pushed on, maybe. But, I mean, who knows? Like, you could have caught them all or caught the big one that you didn't need. It was hard to say. Like, I knew I didn't have a lot of fish, but I found that I had more than I thought I did. Um, Because I didn't think I could stay the whole tournament there. Like, I really thought I was going to have to go to Kentucky Water or something, you know, on day two. But I ended up not having to. Well, it sounds like we're all all roughly in the same, not literally fishing together, but pretty close to each other. Yeah, we were, we were pretty close. Um, Adam and I, were, we were actually, uh, I, we, he, I really liked kind of the area he was in. He really liked the area I was in. We kind of decided, and no one else was there. It was just me and Adam, like, there. And yeah. like, so he decided, like, I'll just stay here, and I'll stay there, and we neither <laughs> one of us ever left. So we just stayed there. Uh, it worked out really well. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. That's And I owe, I owe a big thank you to Cody, Jody, uh, Corey Dreyer and a couple other my homies that uh, I only was able to get into my what I what's my backup spot that turned into my main spot because of the uh, you know the, the communication and the kindness and the courtesies by my buddies and the other anglers in this that uh, when I told them I was like yeah I'd like to go fishing there even though they had found fish or like the uh, the area where, where I ended up catching all my fish they uh, they were like hey, basically you can have it. Um, and it, it's it was big enough to where there could have been someone else fishing in there, but uh, it, it's I, I'm almost positive that made a difference in in my results. And so, it, uh, huge thanks to uh, my buddies and the other guys for you know keeping it professional. And uh, like I said, you, you're you're going to hear me saying I owe Jody a biscuit or a beer or something for a while, and those other guys as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing that that lake is that big and overall in one area. That's yeah. Insane. Yeah, and it wasn't won, one yeah, area. It was it was it was a few areas, but uh, we we all we all knew where we moved. Were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We all we all found the fish in that that those same three areas, man. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, no problem, dude. I mean, I think you know, hell, I mean, as many lakes as tournaments as we're gonna be fishing, I mean, we might as well just. Yeah, There's plenty of room for everybody. Pull up on a hole and somebody's already in it. And, and you know, there's just that lake is a hundred miles long. If you, you can find fish, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. So I, I think that's probably the, you know, everybody's maybe you're tuning in, trying to get a tactic, trying to get something else, you know, maybe you're fishing a Kentucky Lake event coming up. Maybe that's the thing you should take away from this, like how small our community is and how important it is to be cool and, you know, to share water and 
don't go out there and be a jerk and and things like yeah, that. It's, it's, it's going to hurt you in the long run. But yeah, and to kind of further yes. what Adam was saying, like, uh, like his area where he was kind of at and where I was at, like, I mean, they were they were good. I mean, they were obviously pretty good areas, but like they weren't good if two people were like you. You know, I don't think anyone would have been in the top ten with two or three yeah. people. Like the stretches, the Those stretches were. I've had enough deep water were just so small, you know, and it was. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of water around. It was just not very much water with deep, you know, deep wood, pretty much. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, it was, kind of, it was totally one of those tournaments where B plus water kind of dominated if you had it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Corey Dreyer saying, you, you got to tell us the biscuit story. Uh, oh. you, 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 go ahead, Jody. You were, you kind of. Uh, and and he, he wants to know what base you were using, too. Wants to know what? Wants to know what? The biscuit story. Oh, man. So, Corey and I pulled into an area, and we were, I mean, we were catching fish here and there, and we were like, yeah, man, this is going to be a great place to start, you know, and we'll we'll, we'll come back to this and fish it, you know. And got up through there a little bit, and, and I looked up, and Adam Riser was coming down, coming down the creek in front of us, and I was like, oh. Oh, man, there's somebody already here, and we're trying to figure out who it was. But anyway, Adam got down there. He's like, man, he said, of all people to me, he's, he's like, man, I, are you guys going to fish here? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, he's like, man, I'll pay you to leave. If you, if, you know, I'll pay you guys to fish and, and we were just kind of laughing and joking around about it. Uh, so that evening after after we left and got home, and uh, I told Corey, I said, Man, I'm going to send Adam a message. He said, what are you going to send him? I said, so I popped out a text message to Adam. I said, hey, man, uh, me and Corey's going to go to McDonald's in the morning. You want us to bring you a biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I let it go for a little bit, man, and I could tell he was sweating it. And I, we, Corey and I was just laughing, man. And Adam was just trying to be nice. You know, he came back with a reply that was like, "Yeah, no, no, thanks, man. I, I'm all good. I, I'll let him off the hook." I said, "Man, I'm just." Well, I, t I, t I told Corey my my initial response, like I almost typed up, "Man, I'll, I'll smack that biscuit out of your hand if you show up." If you show up here. But, uh, uh, and the other funny part is that uh, there's actually a, a grade A biscuit spot like just down the the way from yeah. where we were fishing. So I was like, "Yeah, that's that's actually a pretty good idea." And I've guilty of you know maybe buying a few too many bre breakfast biscuits there myself so he was kind of on point with that but yeah i got, I got a kick yes, out of uh, basically i was telling i was telling adam that we were going to fish in his area and bring yeah. him a biscuit and, and he was going to tell me the best place to get a biscuit <laughs> <laughs> so we, we we heard jody's jody's base Corey also wants to know what what base were you using adam um uh, I, I caught a few fish on the Cinco. Uh, I caught some fish on topwater, but most of my big fish uh, are ones that got submitted. Came on a moving bait that I will tell you about in three weeks. Oh. Um, and uh, but one of the I got really clued into it when uh, I, I threw the Cinco and I was just burning it back in to make another cast, and I had a, a fish chase it. Uh, and you know, do the thing where it gets it right as you're lifting it out the water. I didn't catch the fish, but I go, okay, y'all want y'all want to move and bait. All right, so I just put it down immediately in my first cast with uh, the the moving bait. 
got a 21 and a quarter on it and uh, proceeded to just catch a bunch and call a bunch of fish and caught a lot of fish on it. So, uh, yeah, if, if we didn't have another event coming up there, I'd, I'd be happy to tell you it ain't nothing too crazy or anything too special, but it's, it may be a little bit outside of the normal thinking of what guys may be throwing. So I'm going to keep it's a, it tight. It's a Roman that. made swim bait. Yeah, right. It's a 12 inch swim bait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So go. I'll go over the numbers here since I haven't. So there was 129 anglers. Jody, you got 177 and a half. Adam, you had 176 and a half. Uh, Cody, for some reason, I didn't write down what you had, but it was 175 and three quarters. There you go. Yep. Uh, Mark Davis had 172 and a half, and Josh Stewart. 170 and three quarters. So, yeah, I mean, still only seven inches and a two day event. So, weights were, you know, length was pretty close. And just, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, there, there was a lot of people that strugg struggled really bad. So, there was, it was kind of like feast or famine, it seemed like. Yeah. yeah. And this, yeah, was, was, this was the first big tournament back with everybody in it, too. So, yeah, yeah. right. How did it feel to get back to the big tournament scene? Everything seemed like it's starting to go back to normal or? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you still got the, you know, like, I mean, Hobie did it right with, with the way they did the, the, uh, the tournament up there. I mean, the social distancing and the, and, you know, only having 10% back at the way in and, and, uh, everybody wearing their buffs. I mean, they did it right. I mean, each state's different, and a lot of them are uh, opened up, and some are, you know, they still got some restrictions in place, and they did their homework, and they they were uh, in, uh, in compliance with Kentucky's rules, and and I mean, they they did it right. I mean, AJ AJ did it right. Man, he's he's a good man when it comes Absolutely. to that stuff. It's a great tournament. Hey, anything y'all uh, want to speak on? If if somebody hasn't fished a Hobie event, anything y'all want to say about that versus maybe another? Yeah. Fish yeah. it. it is the best. I, I'll fish a COVID Hobie tournament over a normal one just about any day if that if that tells yeah. you anything. Yeah, I can't say enough yeah. good things about it. So you know, big big props to uh, AJ and the whole crew that make it happen. They they do it for the anglers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and yeah. It, when you fish it, it, there's there's no question in your mind that that's what they do. Um, it's my favorite to fish, and, and I, I'm happy to fish any anything. I just enjoy fishing, but. Yeah, yeah, if you if you you need to put it on your bucket list to fish a Hobie tournament, uh, even if it is like a little little steeper entry fee, that's the way the sport's going. And guess what? If you win, you get paid more, so it's worth it. Oh yeah. You know what I take away from the from the from the Hobie tournaments over top of most terms that I fish is it's probably the most relaxed tournament that I've I'll ever fish, or you will ever fish. I mean the the check-in times the you know there's no rush to get here there's no rush to get there I mean I, it just the, there's a lot of safety uh, involved in that yeah. too and uh, you know I I've had I've been in tournaments where you're doing 85 90 mile an hour to make it back to check-in you yep. know I mean it's, it's craziness and, for no and reason. Uh, yeah 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 and and so you know that part of it I think is just be, having the time to do what you need to do. I, you know, I fished a Hobie tournament where I went back to the room, took a shower, grabbed me something to, you know, snack on, mm -hmm. drink a bottle, catch part of a football game, and then go go to the check-in. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, it's and you're just going to pick up your day two identifier or whatever. But I think you know, having that is just so less stressful, and then you you sleep better and you just feel better, man. I, that's that's one of the big things I, I take away from the BOS tournament. And you can launch whenever you want to in the morning, right? 
Well, you, know, you have a lot of time. I think it's like 30 minutes before first cast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we launched at 5, and then we – what was it, Cody? Was it 5.30 was first cast? Okay. I think, I think that's so. right. Yeah. 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 yeah, I haven't personally got to do a Hobie yet, but I know I'm doing the one on Lacusa if that happens, which I'm sure cool. it will because Alabama's just wide open for the most part. And then I think yeah. that there's one – isn't the, the lacrosse event coming up? That I said at the beginning of the year, if I could only make one tournament, that's the one I wanted to make because I've never been up there. So I think I'm going to go up there for that one. Uh, you, you, need, you need to go. It's a little bit of a haul, but it's a cool place. Yeah. I might man, break the drive like, out for that one. 15 different kinds of grass up there, man. Plus, yeah. pads, <laughs> plus you got river, you got smallmouth, you got largemouth living in It's like cats and dogs living in the same house. You know, I mean, it's crazy. They all play together. There. Yeah, like smallmouth on a frog, stuff like that. I know. There's, yeah, I know I've done that yeah. a couple of times there. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're catching smallmouth on a frog. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, that's a bucket list thing right there. So I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. Yeah. And like a week or two later, BASS has got a tournament there too. Yeah, yeah. I think that the the date didn't work out on that one for me, so I figured I would do the Hobie up there because that'll probably end up being my first Hobie event. So I think it'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. That's a great go to man. You'll you'll like it. Yeah. Good. Cool. Yeah. Oh, you got anything else for him, Jimmy? Oh, we've kind of just covered it all over. I had all the questions kind of specific, but we just kind of rolled everything together. But uh <laughs> well what what's next for I know Adam you're you're fishing Kentucky Lake for the next few weeks. What events are those? Uh, so that'll be the KBF one. I guess I, I'll be honest. I have, I've had trouble keeping up with like the, the KBF uh, changes due to the virus. Um, I just know it's a Saturday and a Sunday tournament out there. So like that's all I really need to know about it. Um, uh, it's actually beyond, beyond that. What, go ahead. What, what is it? Because I don't know much about it other than the date. It, it, it's actually two separate tournaments. You, you'll go in on day one. Yeah. The dollar tournament, and then the next day it's another it's another separate tournament yeah. altogether. Yeah, that's neat how they're doing yeah, that. I was wondering a, if they were going to stick with that. There's actually well, there's, there's one on Lake Conway about an hour from my house in uh, Central Arkansas this weekend that's set up the same way. Um, two yeah. separate. You doing that? You there, Cody? I am. Yes, I'm actually really really busy this week, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to practice for like one day. But I'll okay. probably I'll run around it one day for sure. Yeah. And is that what is that a KBF as well, you said? It is. Yeah. Okay, cool. What about you, Jody? What's up next for you on the tournament scene? What tournament does everybody not need to go to? Uh, <laughs> I can say, man, I'm I'm flip flopping between uh, you know, Kentucky Lake and uh, the the Susquehanna, man. I, I, I love the Susquehanna River and it's I mean it's just huge small mouth and and uh, you know the the weird thing about the Susky is is that you know, I live almost right on the New River here. I, I, in 20 minutes, I'm I'm in a in a hole where I can catch 20 inch smallmouth. But the the river smallmouth in the like the Ohio River Valley here is they're long and lean and and slender and they're really fast. And when you get up into the Susky, you're catching like Lake Erie style, St. Clair style smallmouth in a, in a river setting, and it's it's, it's wow. But I love it. Those big fat footballs with small mouths. 
I mean, they're just, it's crazy up there. I mean, and when the bite is on up there, there's no place I'd rather be, man. I'm telling you, I, I've, I've stood in the middle of that river. It's it's a mile wide in spots, and you, and you can wade up completely across it. Wow. wow. Yeah, I've, I've I have a, one spot up there. 11 islands in the middle of that river, 11 Jesus. islands and like 14 grass beds that ranged anywhere from a quarter acre to some of them a three-quarter, maybe an acre in size. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's it's a small mouth mecca. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Wow. Well, don't say it too loud. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're fishing there uh, during that day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> man, you might see me with a biscuit in my hand, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, we want to give everybody an opportunity, as always, to you know plug in sponsors, say thank you to anybody who's helped you out. Jody, we'll start with you. And, and congratulations on a second year in a row. Uh, not only did you win this, but you're qualified for Hobie Worlds two years in a row. That's that's amazing. And going back yeah. to the TOC. Oh, I'm I'm pinching myself, man. I, I, yeah. I it's just it's been a really good uh, last. I mean, last half of last year and, and this year has been an amazing season for me. I'm very fortunate and blessed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I know that they're not allowed in the tournament, but man, I'm telling you, Torquedo, I, you know. Being able, I, I can cover a lot of water paddling. Don't get me wrong, but having that extra juice behind you, covering covering the water, man, my torpedo is just—it's an amazing tool to have in your arsenal. I, I mean, I couldn't do what I do without it. It just allows me to cover so much water and eliminate water. But uh, yeah, torpedo uh, casting rods, uh, man, they. I think four of the, the top guys in, in the top ten were on the caching team. I mean, yeah. they got some good guys, got some good sticks, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what they've got coming out uh, real soon. Uh, fishing online, those guys take care of me real well, man. I, I, I have no problem getting my stuff on time. I mean, customer service is excellent. Um, Dakota Lithium, uh I can run my, my electronics and all my lights and everything for two days on that little tiny battery, man. It, it still amazes me that they can pack so much power into such a small container. It's, it's crazy. Um, but they, they take good care of me. Um, yak attack, man, if it snaps or swivels or holds a paddle or nets a fish, I mean, it's yak attack. I mean, it's the black pack, everything, yak attack. 
heck, the, the leverage landing nets. I mean, I, I use it all. Uh, I mean, they just give you, they give me that comfort on the water, dude. I, they give you confidence knowing your stuff's going to be there, you know, when you need it. Catch boards. You know, when I first, when I first started with, uh, with the catch board, I had my doubts about it. You know, everybody's talking about the weight of it and everything. But I'm telling you, once I started using it, I didn't want anything else. I still don't to this day. That's the only thing I use in my boat is a catch. Uh, DC truck accessories. Uh, need to check him out. These guys own a truck. They've got everything for it. Uh, DC's been real good to this sport. They, they've put a lot of money into it, and they take good care of us. And, and of course, Hobie, man. I mean, that 360 is just taking me to the next level. I mean, there's a direct correlation between the, the tournaments and where I'm placing and when I got that 360 when I started fishing out, out of the Hobie. I mean, you can see it. It just takes your game to the next level. And uh, I think that's about it. Cool. All okay. right, Adam. I appreciate you guys having me on and let me, let me plug my sponsors and stuff. I mean, they, they deserve it. They they. They put me where I'm at, and uh, I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate all my sponsors. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, that's, in. that's why we do this. Just get everybody on here, talk about fishing, you know, highlight all the anglers and what y'all do and, you know, at how good y'all are at it and seeing you over and over. Adam, you want to tell us, hey, we'll give you a chance now. I, I know Hook One's one of your sponsors that just went up there in Murfreesboro, and Matt hooked me up, worked on my, my yeah. native drive, so thank you to him. Matt, real quick, Matt's the one that welded your boat back, wasn't it? Indeed he did, and man, I, I can't thank him enough. Um, he, he did some uh, pretty masterful uh, work on, on that boat. If you, if you saw the underside of my kayak and saw how much abuse I, I put on that thing, you, you'd probably be appalled. And uh, he, So I put that hole in it back in, uh, in what, February or something like that, and uh, I have, with his weld job and, and – Pat's job. I've been able to fish, you know, just a handful of tournaments. Uh, uh, made some money in the monthly challenges with that boat. So I really owe him a thank you. So yeah, and, and he's Matt's over at Hook One. Hook One's got a couple locations uh, in the Greater Nashville area. Um, they've been supporting the club that I'm in for years, and just a, a just a premier uh, kayak and outdoor stop. So if you're in the middle of Tennessee, that's a no-brainer. You got to go there. Um, <laughs> Yak attack. I'll, I'll just uh, echo what Jody said. You know, any bell and whistle that you need on your kayak, they got it. Uh, I've I've really utilized one of the most simple things this year in the spring with the extended uh, bed fishing, and that that's the parking pole, man. I just stake that thing in the mud, yeah. stand up, and and catch me a big fish off the bed, and I could not do it without that this spring, and I really mm -hmm. enjoyed that. Um, bonafide kayaks. Uh, I mean, I, I still like paddling a kayak. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I get into places with that boat that I don't care how good your flutter kick is on your Hobie. I'm going to get further back somewhere than you can. So uh, <laughs> you beat up bottom that bonafide would attest to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoy taking advantage of that, that aspect. Now you may be able to get out and uh, stay on a ledge more than I can, uh, but, but I'll still go back and catch that bass that you can't reach in your Hobie. Uh, and and while, while, while I'm taking while I'm taking a shot at Hobie, I'll go ahead and thank them again, um, them and AJ for for again just a stellar job. We, we give them the praise. Um, and who? Oh, bending branches. I just hopped on board with them this year. Um, and again, it just uh, you know their, their pals are great. Everyone knows that. And 
uh, the, the, I, I really do beat the hell out of every bit of equipment I have, like rod, reel, kayak paddle, everything. And I was using the same bending branches paddle for years, uh, before I just decided that I need a different length or I actually wanted one of their telescoping, uh, uh, paddles to use for, for the reasons for standing up or if I'm crossing a long distance. So, uh, it's pretty stuck to be on board with them. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it for me, man. Thanks to you guys for, uh, giving us a little show time here. And oh, no, man. Glad to have you on. Cody. And last but not least, man. And, uh, new, like new canoes. I've, I've, I have like, I know I've kind of called it like the new bat syndrome, but man, I've really enjoyed this year. Like I've, I've paddled, like, I've got the paddle more than I've probably paddled in, like, my entire life. And so, you know, a few different tournaments. And, like, at the same time, like, I've got to be with Motor Guide with, you know, pinpoint spot, you know, GPS accuracy. And it's, yeah, I mean, it really is amazing. Like, I don't feel like there's that much that, um, like, I can't do in that boat right now. So, I'm really excited with the rest of the year with them. Um, I, I, totally I think a lot of people looking at you and looking at uh... – no it's been man the, the bow mount thing is really especially with the price point motor guide man that's all about to blow up um i mean it already has um you know not that torpedoes aren't great but man they just don't you're not gaining much for a lot more money i mean that's really what it is and that the price point puts it out of so many people's price it's range crazy, man it's like you can pay a few thousand dollars for a torpedo or you can you know get a motor guide for seven to eight hundred dollars and you got a lot more features um it's amazing but um they, but yeah in dakota lithium and that's you know a big part of that is dakota lithium um, and i haven't really talked about that a lot i mean i remember four years ago i actually bought a new canoe when we used to sell them at beyond boundaries in cersei um i got one and put a min coat on it and it just didn't work, man. It was, it really didn't like it wasn't, everything wasn't right yet. You know, the motors weren't light enough. I couldn't go far enough. And that was the big thing. Like Dakota lithium's hundred amp hour batteries. I'm, I know I, I did kill it, but I killed it at about 15 miles. It's about 14 and a half. Um, depending on how you run them and how much you run spot lock and things like features like that, you're going anywhere from 13 to 16 miles on high. So and the hundred amp. Hundred amp hour, yeah. Right. Um, I, I know you had said before you were thinking about going to one seventy. I, I, you know, the more I've looked at, it, I'm thinking about running two one hundreds in unison. Yeah, I think that might. Wow. Be it. Yeah, um, but we'll see. I'm not there. I got a lot of changes coming. I, like I've got a three sixty mega on my porch. I got to put on tomorrow. I got to. We're gonna make some changes. We'll come. We'll come back to Kentucky newer though. Newer and better. You don't need any more help, Cody. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And he's um, <laughs> and, and, and that's one other thing before I let y'all go. I, I want to see how y'all feel about this. KBBT today, Kayak Bass Bracket Tour, just came out with the rankings. Number one, they had Russ Snyder's that right, right next to you, Adam. Uh, second, they have you, Cody. Third, Josh Stewart, who got fifth in this event. Fourth, Jody. Uh, fifth, Matthew Scotch. And Adam, you're on there, too, in 19th. My name wasn't on there for some reason, which I, you know, I understand that for sure. But uh, so <laughs> how do y'all feel about that? About being a new ranking coming out and being and where your ranks are. Go ahead. I I don't know much about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's like it, I'm honored. You know, actually, I mean, I 
I appreciate that they think so highly of me. I, they placed me a lot higher on that list than I would place myself. But uh, there's just so many good sticks out there, man. Uh, it's just a lot of opinion, I think. But uh, yeah, it I'm was. Honored be, I'm honored to be on the list. I appreciate them. I I would add and say that they got it pretty pretty good. If you look at the top ten from the Hobie event, top twenty from the Hobie event, and the numbers that they gave everybody, I mean, spot on. I I know one yeah. thing. I don't. I would I would I would I would like for someone to find someone that would argue the number one spot. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's where I would say about that for sure. Adam they definitely got that right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you can't deny that uh, Russ Snyder's is, is top dog these days, and uh, I don't, I don't oh, know what it would take to, to change that. But, uh, yeah. do, I, do, Cody, I've told people uh, behind your back that, like, you know, there's a few days a week where I may put your name up there, too. So, oh, yeah, uh, I, absolutely. You know, <laughs> no, it's like, um, no, but yeah, no. you can look at his finishes, and I mean, they're unbelievable, but I mean, you're around them, and it's like, uh, you see, yeah. you know, you see the Rick Clunness coming out, you know, every time. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. You kind of have that persona, huh? Like a little, yeah, yeah quiet, oh, like supernatural, more like a. He's a wizard. That's, yeah. that's what I call him. He's yeah. a wizard. And he yeah. went on Loudon in the KBF not too long ago. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's having a great year, too. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I, you know, anybody, if no matter if you're first or 20th, if they're, if you're in the top 20, ranked with the best kayak fisherman in the country that, an honor. that yeah that is an amazing thing you know y'all yeah. did greatness of it but it's it's not just you did it one time you keep doing it over and over you keep being on the show you keep keep your name up there you you know you definitely represent your sponsors well and we absolutely appreciate y'all being on the show and you know one one last thing is that it a lot of people can say what they want or agree or disagree with the ranking and stuff like that. But one thing it does is it's going to give guys on the lower end something to kind of aim for. Because yeah, if you go to a event right. and place in the mix with you guys, that says something like if, if I could get my name above or right there below one of your names ever, you know, that's a, you're like, okay, these guys, there's, are there's guys in our, our local club that whenever they finish higher than Russ, which is almost never, uh, yeah, they, they consider that like the accomplishment of the year and, and yeah, right. you can't really fault them for it uh, i mean that's like we were yeah. talking about chris condor earlier he he hammered on y'all and uh, he called me i was like yep i beat both of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah the thing about it is man it's i mean i've beat i've been beat by everybody out there i mean it's just it's just fun. It's fun. Keep it fun. Go out, compete. And I love the competition, but you're not always going to be on top. You're not going to win every one of them. And we all have. We've. I've gotten in ruts before that's lasted for six months where I couldn't even get a fish to the boat hardly, and and it's just the struggles of it. And I just I love everything about it. So yeah, I mean, get out there and fish because on any given day. You might beat Russ Snyder's, or you might beat right. Cody, or you, you know, you might beat Corey or me, or or you know, it's just it's just the way it goes. You got to get out there and do it, you know, to find it, find out, you know. That's right. Heck well, yeah, man. congratulations and th thanks again for being on the show, guys. Yeah, it's great I to have you. I'm sure we'll see all of y'all again soon. I hope so. Adam, I hope Cody, so. see you, buddy. All right. Appreciate all y'all. 
Buy, now, win some more tournaments and buy that man a biscuit. <laughs> Happy, go, man. I'll, uh, more than one, even. I'll share one with him. <laughs> right. Right. Thank you all. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks, guys. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. All right, it's man, it's you know, it's it's so much fun doing this and talking to. I mean, top three, top twenty guys in the country. It's man, it's so Dude, much. Fun. I, I I'll tell you, that. I kept up with the leaderboard as much as I could uh, Saturday and Sunday when I was working and just seeing the names bouncing around so much because a lot of guys had bad signal and a lot of numbers were changing around. Yeah. And they, I just kept looking at it. it. Was like, man, no matter how this goes, we're gonna have some of the best guys that are the best known is going to be in it. Cause you know, it was like everybody was really swinging for it with it being the first big live event back. And, and it, it definitely, it definitely went good for a bunch of guys. So, you know, it's, it's easy to say, Oh, you know, these guys do it every time. There's some big names who were on the bottom and did bad. So just like Jody was saying, one day you're on top and you can be on the bottom and next it, it just, you know, it's it's an ebb and flow. Try to ride that momentum and and the confidence, and hopefully, you know these guys will probably just stay on a roll and have a great year. But besides oh, yeah. that, that event, the Hobie on Kentucky Lake, we also had a few other tournaments. We'll go over those. Uh, if I butcher your name, as always, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shoot me a complaint email. So uh, first, we had the KBF on the Potomac. Day one had 51 anglers. First place was Mike Hosky with 84 and three quarter. Second went John Meehouse with 84. And that man up up in Maine, Derek Brunel, 82 and a half. Day two, 35 anglers. Uh, first place was Alex Folkia. Uh Mike Hoskley, he went down a second with 88 and three quarter. And third was Ken Wood. And well, kind of in con conjunction with that, uh, you had the Northern Virginia Kayak Bass Anglers. That had 44 anglers, and day one, which was on Saturday, Alex Foyka had 91 and three quarters. So if he would have also officiated day one in the KBF, he would have won both. He would, yeah, he well, I mean, he would have won by seven inches. So uh, yeah, you know, it's it's crazy he didn't. But uh, second one, maybe he did so good and found something so good on day one, he signed up for the KBF the next day and yeah. then won it. So, I mean, that's that's nice double dip like that. Uh, so second was Mike Hoskley. And so he got second and no, that he won. He got second in his local club and then first in the KBF that day. And then William Butler got third with 83 and three quarter. And he didn't fish either one out, the KBF, I don't think. And they're all kicking yeah. their stuff now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Boy, that's a couple of good days right there for some of them guys. Uh, next, you had the Buckeye Kayak Bass Fishing Trail on Alum Creek, 54 anglers. First was Everett Sheets with 84 and a half. Uh, he actually tied with Chris Hennigan in second, but um, Everett had a 20 and a quarter big fish versus the 20 from Chris. So, man, that stinks to, you know, only get beat by tie and then only get beat by a quarter inch on your big. And it was a 20. It was a good fish, too. So, man, I'm feeling for that guy. Uh, Mike... Wafart, uh, he had 75, so congratulations to him. Next was Michigan Kayak Trail on White Lake, had 51 anglers. First was Jeremiah Crash Craft 
with 84 inches. Second, Brett Marsh with 83 and three quarter and third. Steve Esben with 83 inches even. Uh, next was Northeast Kayak, Northeast Kansas Kayak Anglers on Melbourne Reservoir had 84 anglers. First place, Derek Jamison with 86 and a quarter. Second, Cole Springs with 84 and three quarter. And Chuck Stewart in third with 87 and three quarter. Next, Southeastern Texas Kayak Bass League on Lake Bostrop. Uh, our man, Dustin Nichols, he got eighth in that with 80 and a quarter. But uh, Mark Durdurin, I know I'm saying that one wrong, with 86 inches. Second, I even asked my wife and we couldn't figure it out. Second was Andrew Jacobson with 85 and three quarter and third Thomas Wheeler with 83rd. So congratulations them and Dustin. Uh, next was Oklahoma kayak anglers, their Lake Sam slam event with 62 anglers. First was who who Zong and he had gotten first in another tournament earlier this year with 92 and three quarters. So he's killing it. Uh, Chase Bartram, um, Barham, sorry, with 91 and a half. And third was Jason Ray with 91 and a quarter. Next, a state you don't hear about a whole lot, Minnesota Kayak Fishing Association. Um, the Chris Nelson Memorial event had 74 anglers doing it for a good cause. Daniel Zimmershield with 89 and a half. David Lee in second with 87 and a quarter. And third was Michael Thompson with 86 and three quarter. Two left. Kayak Fishing Utah on Starvation Reservoir. It sounds like a terrible place with 30. I'm sure it's beautiful. It's Utah with 38 anglers. First was Travis Clinton with 75 and three quarter. Cayman Rasmussen, which I love that name, with 75 and a half. And Cole Henley with 74 and three quarter. Last but not least, Wild West Bass Trail, Cal Delta, 68 anglers. YouTube sensation, Greg Blanchard coming out with the win with 83 and a half. I'm excited to watch that on YouTube. Damian yep. uh, Tao, another hammer out there with 82 inches, and Toss Mua with 80 and a half. So, congratulations, everybody. Had a great weekend. There's definitely a lot of tournaments going on. It's turning back on, and a lot of people fishing in these tournaments more so than last year. It seems like the participation, even now, even though we're still kind of that COVID deal, there's still, it seems like participation numbers for each tournament's one of Oh, yeah, the average definitely seems higher. You're seeing a lot more of the 50-plus, 60-plus in each event, which is great. Means yeah. the sport's booming. Yeah, just just like we said before, stores cannot keep kayaks in stock. I, I know everybody on Paddling Fan, a lot of us are either associated with a kayak shop or work closely with them, and it's just across the board. They are selling out everywhere. I mean, it, it, it's getting enough that, like, uh, I don't know if you saw it, that – uh, the local news up here covered the kayak store in Hartzell about how fast he can get them in is how fast they go out that they don't sit on the shelf for no time. And yeah. it's, it's great to see. Uh, I'm, I'm loving it. I bought one. I definitely think the kayak store in Hartzell. Go check out. Go, go say yeah, sure. I definitely think it's going to help that kayak, kayak and kayak fishing is definitely not going away anytime soon. So yeah, I, I would say, if you're watching this and maybe you're not usually into tournaments and you're just looking for a new kayak, man, try to wait just like a little bit longer. Don't buy that garbage kayak. Like, you know, just cause you can't get one, wait a couple more weeks. You'll get a good one. Don't, don't settle for some, you know, some inferior plastic, I'd say. So, and if you're like, he was saying, if you, you're kind of on the fence about kayak tournaments and stuff like that, you know, get with your, get, find a local club, Go try a throwdown. Go try one of their smaller local events. 
you know, the, there's nothing to be worried about. It's a big family. We all just make fun of each other and fish. And it's like, like we say with our group, you know, it's hilarious that when you finally win an event or win angler of the year, all we do is make fun of you because we love you so much. So that's right. And what kind of one thing I, I think a lot of people miss is if you're thinking about getting a kayak fishing and you're watching this and you're kind of looking at different kayaks or you just want to upgrade to something different or move to a different kayak, go in the find the Facebook group page for that kayak and ask if, if you don't have a local shop and asking that group, if somebody in that area has a kayak that you can maybe try a demo, you can meet them out on the water. Cause I'm on native team. I know Jimmy on new canoe, man, there, there's, there's somebody, usually somebody, there's going to be some places or not, but usually somebody is pretty close to you within driving's distance and you can go try out a kayak. I haven't said no yet. People message me all the time. If, as long as I'm not working, you know, we're, we're down to go. I can go with you. I'll let you take it out and try it out and, you know, just get in it see if you like it or not. Not no, no pressure to go into a brand because I'm in with the brand. If you'll know if that boat's for you or not. Yeah. So that's right. Well, it, sometimes you'll just get in that perfect one and be like, uh, that's the one. <laughs> it just, man, it just feels right. And I know, you know, you can see all three of them guys and, you know, Jody, he went from Bonafide and at Hobie, he loves it. Cody, he can't say enough about the new canoe pursuit. And, uh, and he went from Hobie to new canoe. So people yeah. that are thinking that Hobie's the the top, nothing against the Hobie. A lot of guys end up in the Hobie, but you That's see not- people move away from them too. It just depends on your style of fishing and what's comfortable for you. And Adam in a Bonafide SS-127, I own one of those, and that is a supremely riggable boat. So, I mean, there's... I'll there's say this. I don't know anybody else that's put a hole in one. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember when Matt told me he was... I, I had just got up there, because apparently they had just finished. And he, he told me how long that he had to plastic weld that boat. And he said, man, the bottom of it looked like a cheese grater. Like, just holes and marks everywhere. I know Sam crack, cracked his... But Bonafide replaced it, but Sam fished hard for a couple of years in that kayak and and wore it out. So, I mean, you know, it, it's plastic. Sometimes it's going to go wrong, and it's about that company, like, you know, Native, New Canoe, Bonafide. They're all going to do that. They have the customer service, and they're going to go above and beyond and, and do what it takes to make things right. Because sometimes things go wrong. It's about the company. Where are they going to do whenever that thing goes wrong? So Oh, yeah. A huge factor there too so as always thank you for watching the show great show and i love talking to them guys very you know some of the best can't, those can't wait for the next big event to go down to have more of those guys on that's right well uh, as always thank you for watching and wear your pfds see you next time thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle in fin don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. 
Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.